It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 21 91. Welcome to Off The Bench. Welcome to Off The Bench. Paul Hazelby and Carl Langan, our special guest again today. He keeps filling in. He's doing a great job. We keep asking for you to come back. You're doing such a good job, Carl. Thank you, mate. Yeah, well, Ben Cameron, a couple of weeks away, I hear. Uh, he's currently overworking in Adelaide. He left us here in WA to pursue a job with uh, Croc Media over in the Adelaide market. A bloke by the name of Robert Beaver is going to be doing that role. He's actually on the job today, Hayes. He? He's, yeah, he's is beavering he away. Yeah, he's, in the, he's in the room. He's beavering away, pushing the buttons, making us sound good. Mm, country footy's going on all out there, Carl and you were a country football player back in the day. What were your earliest memories of playing footy out there in the country? Well, it was with my dad, mate. Uh, my dad was captain coach Calabaran in the 70s and I remember as a five-year-old running out as the mascot with dad's number on my back and they actually won the premiership back in, I think it was 71, 72. So I was about four, yeah, four or five years of age and uh, that was my first memories of actually, you know, being in and around the game and from then... You know, you end up in primary school and and so there it is where I started to develop my game at Shuckerton Primary School and then had to go and play at Bruce Rock, which is now a magnificent facility, very different to uh, the largely uncovered earth that I used to play on, Hayes. There wasn't too much grass on the Shackleton Oval and there wasn't a lot of grass on the on the Bruce Rock Oval, but it was certainly a much better facility than what I had in, in the little small town Did of Shackleton. Did you play league footy in the country? Or no, mate. Uh, you come down here, le- you didn't get the opportunity. So I left home at 12, went to boarding school, and I really never went home. Like mm. I, obviously, a few school holidays. Um, I did go home, but I reckon by the time I got to 15... I was playing uh, state cricket. I was in underage development teams for footy. Uh, went down to Subiaco, played some Colts in 15, as 15, 16, 17-year-old. And obviously when I left school, I went straight to Subi, straight to Claremont Cottesloe as it was then and played first grade cricket. So that's where it all started for me. You mentioned that you used to play on some grounds that weren't up to it. Are mm. we as an industry just whinging over nothing? They're Absolutely. talking about Optus Oval, Optus Stadium, sorry. It is a beautiful surface. It's quick. The footy there has been magnificent that's been played. And yet we have these coaches and other people coming out blaming this surface. Look, look, I think that, and it's been a long time now since the pitches were in place at the SCG, at the MCG and at the mm. Wacker ground. And obviously the Wacker doesn't get used, but I used to play on the Wacker ground when they I was hard, young, younger. It was really hard. And look, when it rained, that centre wicket area was like a mud pit, mm. which it was like in a lot of the Victorian grounds too. But they... When it was hard and dry, mate, it was hard. I remember blokes knocking their shoulders back into place, really hard ground. Now, it's a workplace haze. It's changed from my day where I had a job to go to. It is the player's workplace and the conditions are really important. And it's a little bit like the signage around the ground. When those two Geelong players went into that signage and were cut open straight away and bled, mm. Tui uh, certainly being one of those players that I can Blixar's. recall. And Blixar's the other. I mean, it's it's got to be... 
as good as it possibly can be. And if they're concerned about it, I mean, they're even talking about Paddy Ryder uh, playing against West Coast, not playing. Well, it'd be good if they leave him out it from a West Coast Eagles perspective. Optus Stadium aside, we're seeing a lot of injuries. The teams came out on Thursday night and there were so many changes across the competition. Are we as a sports science group losing this battle to try and prepare these players in a better way? It's not improving, is it? Well, a lot of them are impact injuries. So, look, you've got you've got ham, a lot of hamstrings. Mm. Um, that's not impact, though. No, that's not. But that's been the issue at Adelaide. Now, yeah. I don't know what sort of training they've done, um, but you know, you could certainly say that whatever has has, and given that it's so prevalent amongst many players and different players, that there must be something that they've done there to put more stress on the hamstrings. Because you wouldn't have thought that it's just coincidence that so many of them have been breaking down. As for, say, Liam Ryan, you can't blame the ground at Optus Stadium for his injury <laughs> because, mate, someone bloody crushed him into the turf and he got caught in an awkward position. Now that's always going to happen because it's a contact sport and sometimes luck plays a massive part. Yeah, look, and you can't blame Buddy Franklin either. He's got a heel injury. You can't blame that on the surface because he was on fire. He kicked eight goals, and the next week he was best on ground as well. So it mustn't have been too bad. But just going back to the soft tissue injuries, the hamstrings, the calves, I don't think we've improved that part of the game, given all that we do in sports science now, all the education they do, the extra training they do around prevention. It's not getting better. Well, mate, I didn't have any sports science when I played. Uh, I'd eat bananas uh, because that was my... And before games, I'd have bacon and eggs. I'd even even on the road trips, right, they'd have all that pasta that they'd serve us up on the road trips. I'd stay in my room and order my bacon and eggs because if I was... If I was at home, that's what I'd have. And I never did a hamstring in my time in the game. So I don't know about all of this sports science. I think genetically, it certainly plays a part. Some blokes like Brett Hetty and Michael Brennan used to tear hamstrings. And they were two of the most inflexible blokes I'd ever Mm. met. So some blokes just don't have great flexibility at all. I'm inflexible, but I, like you, never did a hamstring or calf or quad throughout my career. So we're very lucky. But we've got to take a break. We'll be back with Justin Langer, the new coach of Australian cricket. You're listening to Off The Bench. Yes, Off The Bench on a Saturday morning with Paul Hazelby and Carl Langdon. What a week it was. Justin Langer appointed as the coach of Australian cricket. JL, congratulations. Welcome to the program. The Australian cricket coach, how does that feel? Yeah, it's really funny because after the press conference, I had to walk out into a little alleyway and have a few photos taken. I was literally pinching myself. I couldn't believe it was happening. I never never loved the spotlight, to be honest, but um, with all the cameras there and... Uh, with all the attention, I, I was literally pinching myself. I'm really proud. Um, my family's really proud of it, and I hope I can do a good job. Congratulations, JL. It's a great honour. But now that you do have the job, how long have you craved this position for? I know you wouldn't have said it publicly before, but is this something that as soon as you retired from the Australian team that you thought one day you want to do this role? It's really funny, Hayes, because I look back on um, when I first came into the Australian cricket team, Bob Simpson was the coach. Well, Bob Simpson was the coach, Alan Border. I get nervous even saying those two guys' names because they were that, they were that tough. But they had a huge impact on me, and I was always um, really inspired by Bobby Simpson. And so maybe deep down, I've thought about it. I went into coaching straight from playing, and it's uh, the way it's worked out. You know, you, I couldn't have dreamed of it really. How do you start? What happens first? I think I got to start building some relationships, uh, Carl. That's the that's what I've learned. Coaching is about building relationships, and and that's not just for the players. It's with the coaches. It's with the the, the states. Um, I think we can we can really develop those um, throughout. So that'd be my first port of call. I would have thought. Do you take anyone with you 
as as support or do you leave those people that are already in positions in the positions they are or do you get a chance to make change if you feel you need to? Yeah, I do. Yeah, really good question. But I think um, we're going to England in a few weeks' time. So a bit like when I got the West Australian job, I come in halfway throughout in the season. So I had probably three months to have a really good look at things, observe things, and that'll be my strategy this time. I reckon I'll have a look at how things are in England. There's a short tour to Zimbabwe for some T20s, um, and then we'll look at what we have to change after that rather than just coming in gung-ho from the start. Probably a hard question to answer, but would you rather come in, not under these circumstances, because I know it's not a great spot for Cricket Australia to be in, but there is a challenge ahead of you, isn't there, given where they are currently. Would you rather come in with a big challenge, or if Australian cricket was absolutely flying, you would come in after Darren Lehman had had success? No, no brainer for me. I think that, um, you know, I'm really looking forward to this. In a lot of ways, I've had a dress rehearsal over the last five years with West West Australian cricket. I've absolutely loved it. I love that challenge. The first probably two years, I I honestly felt like I was running from one meeting to another, one appointment to another, um, one player to another. So I know I've got to get roll my sleeves up to the first little bit to set the foundations, but where we're at at the moment, I feel really confident that West Australian Cricket's got a good foundation to move forward, so I'm looking forward to the challenge. Just on West Australian Cricket, given that you have vacated the job, who is in line to get the job? Your job? Your old job? Yeah, I'm not sure, actually. What what I do know is I'd be very surprised if the whacker go outside. Um, The the systems are in really good place. We've got a really good squad uh, and everyone's living the values so well, so I'd be surprised if it's uh, someone from completely outside and there's some really good guys who could come in and do it. So, you know, I think about uh, Cade Harvey, who's been our assistant coach for a while, Uh, Simon Kadich, whether he could commit to doing anything in West Australian cricket. He is just a brilliant person. Uh, Adam Voges is the same. Um, Jeff Marsh, of course, he's he's been a World Cup winning coach. So there's plenty of guys within within our ranks who could do it. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing who takes charge. Well, thanks for joining us, Matt. I know you've had a really busy day. It started early this morning and do appreciate you giving us uh, of your time. And obviously, we'd like to keep in contact with you down the track and we hope that that can happen. So all the best. No, great, guys. Thanks for the support. I appreciate it a lot. Justin Langer there. We'll be back with a world-famous dig. You're listening to Off The Bench. Just calm down, Carling. I know you're fired up. It's time for the dig. Dial before you dig your essential first step. You've been wanting to say this all week. Get it off your chest. Let's go. Well, mate, I tell you this, right? Ross Lyon, did you see his press conference this week? I know he's asked a lot about sort of stuff away from the football field, but mm. I'm not interested in that, right? Yep. I'm interested in what happens in and around your football club when it comes to your players and your list and how that's managed and how it works, right? So he indicated very strongly this week that he wanted to arrest Aaron Sandilands. Has so, you know, done now for five weeks. He's wanted to rest him. Yeah, but you know, you know what he came out and said this week? He said that the reason why he can't rest Aaron Sandlins is that he hasn't got any players that are ready. What's going on? What do you mean you've got not players ready? Well, Sean Darcy's injured. I don't care about Sean Darcy. What about all the other blokes that are sitting there taking up spots on the list for blokes that are ready, Lloyd that are Meek. running about in all these... Well, who's Lloyd Meek? Exactly. We he don't is know Meek. Him. He's obviously Meek because he can't even play. Ross Lyon even thinks well, he's on. Meek. Then you've got Scott Jones. How old's he? He's 22. He's, he's a mature ready. age recruit from well, East Perth. He's 22 and he's not ready. Really? I'm with you. He's been battling away at East Perth for the last couple of seasons. He's been playing senior footy and... 
and he was drafted as Mate, a mature you're not fired recruit, up enough at this. He should be ready to go. He's not. I'm with you on this you, one. You obviously had a good Friday night because, no, but this is not good enough, Hayes. It is not good enough that you have blokes occupying lists in AFL football that aren't ready. Well, there's probably 20 of them, Carl. They picked them at 18. You're not ready at 18. They picked them so they're ready by the time they get to 2021. That's the problem with the system at the moment. That applies not only to Fremantle, I know, to every bloody club in the AFL. So fix it. Mm. Start to pick blokes that are running around in all these other competitions, the SANFL, the VFL, the WAFL. There's blokes like Schloith who'd walk all over half those blokes that are on both of our teams over here. He's Mate, it's ready. not good enough, Hayes. No, I'm with you on that one. Now, I want to talk about my dig, and that's about Jeremy McGovern. Now, Jeremy, if you're going to come out and say you're going to put the contract on hold, you don't say it meekly like Lord Meek. You say it properly. I'm probably going to put it on hold, I think, until the end of the year. Now, Jeremy, that's not strong enough. If you're going to put it on hold, you say, I'm going to put it on hold. You don't say, I think. It's just easier for everyone rather than a bloody running commentary every week. And then he goes on to say, Carl, we'll reassess it through the buy. No, Jeremy, if you're going to put it on hold till the end of the year, you don't reassess it at the buy. Okay, you've got to get smarter with your language around that. Be strong. Put it off to the end of the year. Come out and say this. I want to start the West Coast Eagles. They're a great club. Just got to get all the particulars right. We'll deal with that at the end of the year. No more questions are going to be asked towards me until end of the year. That's how you do it, Carl. Uh, yeah, I agree, because there's no way, in his words, that he was hoping that it was going to go away by making the statements that he made. And clearly, he's not happy with what the offer is from West Coast, and I know for a fact, mate, it is very much a long way from the big deals that are being offered up from the East Coast. In fact, I would suggest that it's around $400 less a season, certainly at the front end of the contract, right? So Because he's seeking a longer-term deal. So he's getting so a five-year offer from Eagles. Some he's, clubs he's are offering him six. He's got a five-year five deal essentially at 800000 Yep. Now, he's got deals on the East Coast that are going for a longer period of time, six years, okay? So a one year longer than West Coast, but 400000 more up front. Now, West Coast could maybe change and, and, and do more up front and back end the deal, but then that puts more salary cap pressure on others that they're trying to recontract, Gaff and Lysett, two of those players included. So, uh, But that's that's getting off the dig. I think we're getting off track here, but your dig is well and truly worthwhile, but it's still not as good as mine. Your dig was good, but my other dig is why clubs don't come out and give their very best offer straight away. Let's say they came out and gave Jeremy McGovern a six-year offer on 900000 Does that end all speculation? He's more inclined to say, yep, I'm going to stay. Because they don't give him a big contract offer straight away, then it opens the door for everybody to come in. And now they think they're a real chance to get him. So they up their offer to try and get a player of his calibre in. Somebody like Fremantle and St Kilda be licking their lips at the moment. Well, Fremantle have got more on offer than what West Coast have. Mm. I can tell you that. I know that for a fact too. So, yeah, mate, he's got he's got plenty of decisions that he has to make. But uh, the statements that he made this week about it going away, it ain't going away, Jeremy. Oh, no, it's not, Jeremy. We're going, we were fired up, weren't we, today? That was for the dig. Dial before you dig. The essential first step, make sure you lodge a free dial before you dig inquiry. You're listening to Off The Bench. Time now to finish off with a sports wrap for Tourism WA. Book your Optus Stadium AFL package now. Carl, let's go through the games as we do every Saturday morning. It is a big game today for the Western Bulldogs taking on the Gold Coast Suns. They continue to travel. This one's played at Mars Stadium. Do you know where Mars Stadium is, by the way? Ballarat, Paul. Very good. Ballarat. Western Bulldogs Mick or Gold Coast. Who are you going for in this one? 
Uh, well, I'm going for the Western Bulldogs. Um, look, they've played there a couple of times before, and I just feel that they, uh, if if they can play with their potential, which I think they've got more than currently what the Gold Coast Suns have, particularly that they've lost May and Lynch, two of their bookends, key defender, key forward. I just don't see where the goals are going to come from for the Gold Coast Suns. Good point. I'm not sure the market's right, though. They're paying about $5 Gold Coast to win this one. They currently sit on top of the Western Bulldogs on the AFL ladder. One of the games of the round, a lot of intrigue around this one. If Hawthorne win, they're the real deal. If the Bombers lose, they're in trouble. Yeah, well, see, you've got two key forwards that are far and kick goals. Uh, One is called Joe Danaher, and the other one's called uh, Jared Roughhead, who isn't booting any goals Mm. either. He's getting on, isn't he? He's getting towards the end, Roughhead. Well, look, he is, but he's doing work around the ground. He's been up in the ruck, so he's been the pinch hitter there uh, when McAvoy needs a rest. He's been performing that particular role because they... Uh, that's the way they play the Hawks. So, look, he does get plenty of footy around the ground, and he is involved in scoring chains, but he's just not getting on the scoreboard himself. I think he kicked a bag of three earlier this season, but uh, that's about it. Uh, he Five years ago, he won a common medal with 72 goals for the Hawks, so he's a fair way off that. No excuse for Danaher. I had him as one of the best players in the competition this year. He's been very disappointing, and you can see how important he is to the Bombers. So I'm going to stick with the Hawks in this one. Then the big game, this is the game of the round. West Coast Eagles... Taking on Port Adelaide Power at Optus Stadium. Can't wait for this one. Who are you tipping? I'm going for the Eagles, Hayes. I think that uh, they've been playing a good brand of footy, particularly at Optus Stadium. And the intrigue this morning as to whether Paddy Ryder plays. So maybe a late withdrawal. We'll wait and see because, um, you know, they might be concerned about the hardness of the ground. But let's hope not. Let's hope that we do see him in action because it's great to see Ryder, who's a good West Australian, all-Australian season last year, up against the likes of Nat Nui and a Scotty Lyce that he's playing in ripping form. He is. Now, if the West Coast Eagles win this one, they are finals bound. It's going to cost you money because you said they had no chance, but they've been very impressive. And if they beat another top four contender in Port Adelaide, it's going to help their case. So yeah. good on Adam Simpson for turning it around this year. Sydney Swans take on North Melbourne Kangaroos. I give the Kangaroos a slight chance here. I think sometimes no. when you have a big win like the Swans did away, you can just no. take it easy. Well, they've lost two games at home, haven't they? I know. Yeah. And the Kangas weren't going that bad. They're mm. playing some good footy. They no weight, ordinary no. Last week. There's a couple of blokes mm. out. Higgins after having a sleep um, for a bit longer than he would have liked. Um, uh, but he's okay. He's back. So okay. Two weeks out he was. That must have been a bad concussion, eh? Absolutely. Mm. He's had a kid too with yeah. his wife. So yeah, well I hope he remembers the child's name. Apparently he did. Adelaide Crows have hamstring injuries galore. They will still beat Carlton by 10 goals. Mm. Really? It's a concern, isn't it? Yeah. Look, the Blues are in a world of pain. Look, they've got some, you know, they've got some good talented players there. Um, but I just think that the mechanics, uh, particularly around the big man department, nice to have Cruiser back in the side. But to lose Marchbank uh, and to lose Charlie Kerno, who's been one of their uh, most uh, prolific and not that prolific, but one of their reliable avenues to goal is going to be difficult. Coach won't see the season out. That's what I reckon. He will. With Brendan so. Bolton. No, he won't. You want to bet me? Yep. Well, how much? Don't do it. You'll lose some more. Oh, well, I don't care. I'm already behind. Hundred. Oh. Another hundred, all right. There we go. The Tigers take on the Dockers. Do you give the Dockers any chance? Am I in getting this paid one? to fill in for this segment? I don't think I am. No, you're not Shush. doing it for love. That's what you do. Ah, oh, man, another hundred behind. Uh, Tigers too good for the Dockers. Dockers been playing competitive, so it, it, you know if the if the Tigers rock up and think it's going to happen, it won't. But uh, Richmond, no Tabernard, and also no Michael Walters. Mm. So I'll go for the Tigers there. St Kilda take on the Demons. Tough one this one, but I think the Demons are tough. going better. I Why think is it tough? St Kilda will give a yelp. They will. They have to. At Eddie Head Stadium, they did against GWS, didn't they? They drew the game, but. Um, 
I think Melbourne, Petrarca back in, Gorn playing really good. He and Hickey will have a good duel, but I think Melbourne too good. Brisbane will get close to no, Collingwood. Could win. I know you're you very strong towards Collingwood. Six I'm not going to put money on it. I'm just going to say Brisbane will get close, close in this What's one. Within close? two goals. Could within, actually win. Within two? Yep. Cut it out. There you have it, mate. Thanks for your time on okay. Off the Bench. Did you we'll be back to do it. Night? I did, yes. You sure? Yes. All right. I'm crazy, you're aren't bit, I, today? Is that what you're bit, saying? You're thinking a bit weird today. Yeah, yeah I'm a bit I'm worried weird. about you. Anyway, we'll have some more weirdness next Saturday. Don't forget to book your Optus Stadium AFL package at tarza.com.au forward slash AFL in Perth. Bye for now. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semi finals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply.